Show you Shachle as Bavaliam Shuish Altacher, She Robert de Karslach Mish. Hello, I'm Bob Carswell, and I'd like to welcome you to Shachle. Jezach there is Victorianach, Victorian Engineering. It has a reputation for being built to last. That's certainly been the way with the Great Laxi Wheel, opened in 1854, and the sailing vessel, the Star of India, launched as the Euterpe from Ramsey Shipyard in 1863. One of the last native speakers of the Manx Gaelic in the 20th century, Juana Kring and Gau, John Neen the Smith, became a very old man, and although people aren't quite sure about his age, it was reckoned to be somewhere about 96 to 107. One of his reminiscences is about going with his father and his sister over the mountains to Douglas for the market. <laughs> And in that reminiscence, John Neen was telling us that his father knew of and met with and spoke with Robert Casement, who told him about the Laxey Wheel and the castings for it. Engineering such as the Laxey Wheel needs maintenance, and historical architect John Paul Walker has been leading the first phase of a major overhaul of the Laxey Wheel. With the first phase complete, there was a ceremony to officially start the Laxey Wheel again. We hear the chairman of the Manx Museum and National Trust, Jonathan Hall, the director of the Manx Museum, Connie Lovell, and Lady Lorimer. Your Excellency, Lady Lorimer, honourable members and guests of Manx National Heritage, welcome to the Great Laxey Wheel and thank you for joining us on this occasion, which is to mark the completion of the first phase of conservation work and to join us in celebrating the official restarting of Lady Isabella. As Chairman and on behalf of MMNT, Manx Museum and National Trust, and on behalf of my fellow trustees and colleagues at Manx National Heritage, it gives us great pleasure to share this occasion with you today. Heritage is hugely significant to the tourist industry and cruising in particular. There's nothing like the Laxey Wheel. The Lady Isabella is, really is unique. We really must not take her for granted. When the Lexi Wheel was erected, she was a staggering feat of engineering, and to this day she remains a marvellous demonstration of man working in tandem with nature to overcome some real challenges. As a trustee of Manx National Heritage, one of the things that keeps me awake at night 
is the responsibility of maintaining the sites and artefacts in our care. I don't want to be remembered as the chairman who was in office when the casual rushing walls fell down or the Lexi wheels stopped turning for good. Fortunately, I can reassure you, we're a long way from either of those scenarios, but it's not by accident. The Lexi wheel requires a huge amount of ongoing maintenance. There are a lot of moving parts and the wheel is in an exposed position. Sea air is not kind to either wood or metal. This is the most comprehensive conservation project on the Lady Isabella for, for 40 years. Back in 2020, we recognised that a significant work was required to repair and replace the conants of, of the rod duct system connecting the wheel and the counterweight, the, the T-rocker, and to undertake the seven-year redecoration and refurbishment of the wheel. With some encouragement, the Treasury agreed, agreed to pay half the projected cost, and we are extremely grateful for that. The trustees are funding the remainder from reserves, which in the event meant the sale of a property which had been donated to us by the late Donny Collister. Without such donations and the existence of reserves, the ability of trustees to perform their role as custodians of the island's historic buildings, land and artefacts would be impossible. The first phase has been extremely helpful in providing a greater understanding and appreciation of what a real feat of engineering uh, we are standing next to today. Whilst we've only completed the first phase of the work, and to be honest, looking after the Laxey Wheel is akin to painting the fourth rail bridge, it never ends, we must take this opportunity to express our thanks to a number of people. I'm sure this is not an exhaustive list, but we must pay thanks to, in particular, uh, Alden Construction, Department of uh, Infrastructure, volunteers at the Laxey Mines Research Group, Manning Wood Carpentry, Bell Burton Associates, our loyal supporters and donors, including the 1854 Club, and of course, special thanks to our own team, including Jean-Paul and the site team here, who are enormously knowledgeable about the wheel and how it works. How, we must never forget the contribution of the late Edwin Neal, who, not, notwithstanding the financial risks to himself, initially leased the wheel in 1937 and subsequently bought it, before then selling it to the Manx government in 1965 for the princely sum of £500. He saved it from being uh, dismantled and then ran it as a tourist attraction. Subsequently, he passed it to the Manx nation with the agreement that it would be kept in perpetual running order for the people of the Isle of Man. We should not forget that once an historical treasure is gone, it is lost forever. What should we be saving for future generations? And finally, I would like to pay particular thanks to His Excellency and Lady Lorimer for joining us today to perform this most important task. Thank you. Thank you, Jonathan. And thank you, Lady Lorimer and Your Excellency, for coming along and joining us today. Um, and thank you, Jonathan, for highlighting the significance of our heritage. Before I hand over to Lady Lorimer, I'd like to just say a few words about the timing of this event today and to also further emphasize the importance of the Lady Isabella. 
not just as an iconic landmark, something of immense importance to the history of the Isle of Man, but also the significant contribution that she makes to today's visitor economy and the enormous pleasure that she brings to all who visit, and that's from near or far. Mr. Edwin Neal took an incredibly brave step when he, commissioners had already decided that this was too much of a risk to take on the wheel, as her upkeep would add too much to the rates. Edwin Neal recognised her importance as part of our local and national heritage, and he also supported the tourist industry by opening the Lady Isabella as an important visitor attraction. This amazing feat of engineering has become an iconic landmark and a very popular visitor attraction. People are interested in the workings of the wheel. Some come just for the enjoyment of the site. Some come for the pleasure, yes pleasure, of climbing the stairs right to the top and looking at the views. And some simply come to have their photographs taken. This means so much to so many people in so many different ways. Jonathan mentioned heritage excursions from cruise ships and that resonates with a recently published report from the Orkneys. In that report, it said that under just under 50% of all of their cruise ship passengers chose that destination simply because of its heritage. And this year, they're getting about 180,000 passengers. So nearly 100,000 people are going on cruise ships to the Orkneys just for their heritage. The success of recently held Heritage Open Days also demonstrate the level of interest in our own heritage here from residents as well as visitors, they were very well subscribed. We have so much to be proud for, but not just to be proud of, not to take it for granted and not undervalue it. I often say that one person's ordinary is another person's extraordinary. And visitors find our heritage, and particularly the Lady Isabella, to be quite extraordinary. Over the last few months, as well as John Paul and Steve and many others who come up here on a regular basis to see how the work has progressed, I've heard many discussions from people working on the wheel, and the respect for Robert Casement, who designed and built this magnificent structure, has been quite something. And actually, it was quite an emotional moment when just a few weeks ago, the wheel turned again for the first time in quite some time, and John Paul had a tear in his eye. And he's not normally prone to having tears, but I think he probably had blood, sweat and tears on the project. Over recent weeks, the wet testing runs of the wheel have been completed intermittently as part of the commissioning process. And having been on site on some of those occasions, it's been really rewarding to witness the delight of visitors and staff and, and local population who've seen it turning. There have been many a flurry on social media to say the wheel is turning again. On the 27th of September, just a few weeks ago, on the actual date of Lady Isabella's anniversary, it was teeming down the rain. And Lady Lorimer actually came on site on that day and spent the morning here with us, getting very wet, <laughs> wearing good Scottish outdoor clothing. Um, and it was very special to the team to have made that effort and to come to spend time on that date in those weather conditions. So thank you so much for that and for your genuine interest in the work all the way through this project. I'd now like to hand over to Lady Lorimer, who will say a few words before we unveil a plaque which will be going up to commemorate the reopening of the wheel today. Thank you. Bit of a midget. Ladies and gentlemen, I feel truly honoured to have been asked to open the restoration phase on the wheel today. I read recently that um, Lady Isabella Hope said at the opening, 
um, let's dam the waters, blast the mines, turn on Great Wheel, may your life be energetic and strong. And, you know, I stand here and if I take myself back to that time, how important was the wheel for Laxi? You know, the men and the families that put their trust in, in her to keep them all safe. And so, Sir John and I have been fascinated to follow the, this restoration phase. And as Connie said, we donned our, our hats and went up inside, managed to talk to some of you who've been working on her, and also to hear some of the unexpected difficulties you had, which has accounted for some delay. Um, but it was with great excitement that I was asked back on the, on the 27th, 168 years later, for what it said on my piece of paper at Government House was a wet test, brackets, dry run. And as Connie said, um, it was anything but dry. It was pouring. And I didn't realise that I was undergoing the wet test as well as Lady Isabella. But I got up, undid the wheel, we got to the top, and we had a long wait as the buckets gradually filled with water. And, you know, there was an air of anticipation, and then suddenly she started to move, and then she stopped. And we had to wait further for more buckets to fill up. And she started to turn so quietly, and there was a sort of air of relief. Um, but also, it was very emotional that the Lapsy wheel was now turning again. And I'm sure that Lady Isabella Hope, if she could have looked into the future, would have been delighted that after the mines had closed, this iconic wheel would keep turning in its new role, as, as, as has already been said, as an iconic heritage site um, with visitors from all over the world. And so I think the best thing for me to say is, even though we now don't need to down the waters or blast the mines, I'd like to just pinch part of her quote and say, turn on, great wheel, and may your life continue to be energetic and strong. Thank you. After the speeches by Jonathan Hall, Connie Lovell and Lady Lorimer, John Paul Walker gave an explanation and a running commentary of the successful starting of the Laxey Wheel. And that was on Wednesday the 12th of October. As Nish Vai Laxa Muhui Gusromza. Tashnachlash and Rosh Nish on Shachle, Machon William Kinnish, Van a Frindes on Struggle Baden on Stulish, Rosh Majahe Guscoloch on Sromza. Version Troggle Baden as Foy. Ach, for Cochle, Chitz Jachon, as for Schliggen Gulladjunu as Yarn. As Renan Koloch on Sromza, Goltaich de Sen. Was Schlig Lunich on Sromza, Bonashe feed Blain er de Henne. As she shent a jit de vein bed a shinner, as schlig yarnegger, the force goller and chin. The Ramsey Shipyard Company of Gibson, MacDonald and Arnold launched a vessel in 1963, and it was a three masted square rigged ship called the Euterpe. In 1901, the aft mast was reconfigured to be a sail hoisted fore and aft in a bark rigging, though the other two masts were and are still square rigged. In 1906, the Euterpe was renamed the Star of India, 
and today that Ramsey vessel forms the centerpiece of the San Diego Maritime Museum in California. The story of the Euterpe, the Star of India, is to be told in a musical version by the Ramsey Theatre Group Clyderon. I asked writer and producer Heather Rufino how it came about. Back in 2013, um, with me being um, running the Cloydon Northern Theatre, um, the 150th anniversary came up for the Star of India that was built as the Euterpe in Ramsey Shipyard. And this is 2013, as I say. So um, we were asked, would we do, as part of the exhibition, um, an enactment? So we did. Alan Gallen narrated it, and I did... Um, uh, wrote a little script and our cast put a little enactment through and then I wrote a song for the end but I always thought there was a seed in my head there's potential for a, a musical so um, I thought maybe down the line and then um, I approached Marilyn Cannell who uh, is a whiz and um, we teamed up and Marilyn's great with writing music and lyrics and I like writing lyrics and now it's come to fruition so here we are with a, a musical version of the story of that wonderful ship So what aspects of the story have you taken then and what's the basis of it? Well the basis of it is I've taken out some of the more prominent parts of the story it starts um, it starts in Ramsey in the shipyard and the um, men are asked would uh, the, the, the boss of the would, has been asked would they consider building now this ironhold ship and they were a bit daunted about this and she's 205 foot long so it resulted that they did and it was built for this company Wakefield Nash in Liverpool and I think it was they traded with jute and that kind of thing so the success of this ship they managed to build it no machinery and everything in those days and did a fantastic job and um, then uh, there was the launch scene so we've got the men being broken the news about that, about building it, then it moves on to the launch scene and um, great celebration and all that kind of thing. And there was a funny little thing about it. It's actually been um, recorded that the bishop was one of the guests and he liked his vino, he liked a bit of a tiddly <laughs> session and he got rather inebriated and the curate hid him behind a wall or a bush because they were quite embarrassed about the bishop and nobody knew where the bishop had gone. And then after all the celebrations, they all disappeared and the bishop was left behind and forgotten. <laughs> so he comes wandering onto the stage, you know, and says, cheers. But uh, after the launch, it also depicts um, the life of Ramsey and what it was like. Mm. There's the fishermen and the wives and the general life of Ramsey in that time. Mm. So there's also something for the fishermen as well. So yeah. we have songs about that. Mm and um, then it moves on um, it's about the crew the first crew on a maiden voyage with Captain Story who got the post um, they got unruly and drunk and as a result they crashed, in, crashed into a Spanish brig and um, so they were slung in jail and, and everything so Captain Story kept his post and his second crew they hit bad luck again on their second voyage um, there was a lot of sickness about and then poor Captain Story got very sick and he ended up kicking the bucket and um, buried at sea. <laughs> so it's all that that goes on. Then there's the emigrants that sail on the ship and how they get on. And um, there's also, um, near the beginning, um, there's about the Euterpe Bell and there's a song about the Euterpe Bell with Grandpa, which is Alan Gelling, and the kids. And um, then there's also the story then. He tells them about the figurehead and why she was called Euterpe because it's the Greek goddess of music and lyrics. 
and then there's a little mythical scene where the, it's supposed to be the, the, the figurehead comes to life and there's a dance by a wonderful young lady. She's very graceful and she does a lovely dance as the figurehead. It's narrated sort of like a docu thing. There's the, f the fisherman and the two sisters. The two sisters are, one lives in San Diego where the ship is. So she's so interested in the ship and loves it and she comes over to visit her sister in UK and they come over to see where the ship was built and they meet this fisherman which is Alex Allenson and he and them they sort of go in and out of the story setting the scene for each each time it comes on and um, the final is a, a just a, a lovely happy fi finale with everything and um, uh, we've got a little guest appearance on set for the uh, finale with, with the final song I think some of the Ramsey Lifeboat crew are coming up and mm. Coast Guards and it's just um, snowballed, it's lovely, we've got delegates coming over from San Diego so, yeah. yes, the, government, the governor's in on this Saturday evening and Dr Ray Ashley, he's the president of the Maritime Museum in San Diego and his wife and 13 other delegates so mm. they're actually coming over specially and giving us a presentation of uh, Star of India flags to us and to the governor. So it's quite exciting. Mm. So. Yes, I mean, it's such an eventful uh, career of the, of the ship itself. And of yeah. course, you, you've covered so many of them. But it's going to be quite adventurous, isn't it? Covering the likes of mutiny on board and the f with the first yeah. crew and so on on the yeah. stage. Yes, it is. And the, the songs are quite raucous and sea shanties. And then there's a ballad where poor Captain Story dies. There's... there's, there's it's like sort of folky and raucous as well. It's it's just been something of a pleasure to do because it just spoke a proper story for Ramsey because it's it's Ramsey history. It's Manx history, as you know. It's it's and it's such a famous ship, and yet it's it's something that Ramsey is very very you know it's her Ramsey's history, mm. and um, she's she's just a wonderful ship. She's she goes out on license. Um, annually uh, because she's got no technology whatsoever on board her and it's absolutely fantastic and I've got the chance they've invited me to go and sail on her next year so I'm very excited so yeah, are you saying about the, the model from the Manx Museum that's as well? Right. Yeah. Yes, they, they're on, that's wonderful. They've actually trusted, trusted me to um, have the loan off the model. It's a scale model offer and um, it's going to be on display in St Paul's Hall during the duration of the show so that people can see what she looks like but it's a wonderful scale model um, but we're not sure even that the, the museum would like to know does anybody know who actually made the model itself you know, there's the information about it, but it's not the fact that we don't know who actually, because somebody's bound to say who made the model, <laughs> and we don't know. So it would be interesting if anybody could come up with that information. So people will get a chance to come along and watch the performances, not just this weekend, but next weekend as well. Well, it's this Friday, the 14th, evening performance, 7.30, and then Saturday we have a matinee at 2 o'clock and an evening performance at 7.30. That's this Saturday. The following weekend is the same, um, the 21st and the 22nd, uh, evening on the Friday, matinee and evening on the Saturday. The tickets are on sale in the Bridge Bookshop in Ramsey in Parliament Street. You can pay at the door as well, but if you buy the ticket, you are guaranteed a seat. And you can book with me if, you, if anybody wants to give me a ring. It's 437-904. We do have easy access for wheelchairs. Um, the tickets are full adults, it's £8.50, and there's a concession rate of 6 50 and that's for senior sits, children 12 and under, and also disabled as well.
Heather Rufino, whose idea it was to bring together a musical presentation about the Euterpe, Star of India, and she's written and produced the presentation in collaboration with musician, composer and lyricist Madeline Cannell. And that can be seen this weekend and next weekend as well. That's all from Shachle this time. So from me, Bob Carswell, as Mosov Wompin, Robert Akarslach, Sledniu. <laughs>